Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, Lise. Here we are again. Hey, Matt. Yep. Again, for another week, I'm loving um, some of the comments and feedbacks we're getting, making a lot of women happy. So I'm so glad that we're sharing and um, really glad to see these comments coming through. What about you? Have you seen much coming through too, Nat? Yeah, I have. And I think really what it's highlighting is, you know, what we've always known, that there's a real need for this education and this understanding. And, you know, we're also seeing it in our own conversations that there's no shortage of things that we can talk about. So we're excited for today's episode. We're excited because we're going to start bringing on guests for the podcast. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to hearing some other perspectives and I'm sure, you know, everyone listening to us, they might be getting a little bit tired of our voice too. So we're we're going to change it up a little bit from next week, can't we? Yes, we're excited. So do keep an eye out for those upcoming episodes. So, Lise, we thought that today's episode was a really great opportunity to introduce you and your experience with perimenopause over the years. And I know that you're really tapping into your vulnerability and your honesty and and your realness to share, um, which we know, you know, sharing our story is so important. So let's hear from your perspective. And I think it'd be really great to understand, you know, what, what has been your education around perimenopause slash menopause yes well great question so um if you know my education has been up until you know a few years ago um was pretty non-existent around um perimenopause and menopause in fact if you'd mentioned the word menopause to me 10 years ago I was 41 then I seriously would have scoffed at you and told you I was just way too young to contemplate it Back then, 10 years ago, I was working part-time in the corporate property world. I was busy being a mum to my two uh, young sons at the time. And quite honestly, I thought perimenopause was so far off and it was only for grey-haired women. Oh, my God, far out, how wrong was I? I absolutely had no concept of what menopause was. I wasn't educated on um, on it at school and... Sadly, I don't really um, think the curriculum is really um, reflecting that these days. They might mention it, but they actually don't talk about it like we do probably the menstrual cycle. And look, even that, you and I know there's a lot lacking there. Um, And I really hadn't had an opinion about it, I suppose. So I just knew it was something coming up, but it just seemed so far away from me. And I honestly thought you just wake up and you're just in menopause. And the symptoms were actually... I had no idea again that there were so many freaking symptoms as well. So the only thing I was really familiar with was hot flushes. And I say that really loosely because I really didn't know what that entailed and how, um, how, you know, how terrible it can be for so many women, um, you know, to the degree that they can experience them. So that was really just my education on it. And, you know, my mum really didn't talk about it and that's no big deal, you know, nothing on her part. But um, I do remember my mum 
having a hot flush now and then, but that's all I really remember as well. So yeah, really interesting. Yeah, it is. And, you know, for me, I'm a, sh a month shy of my 40th and, you know, perimenopause and menopause has never been on my radar again up until a few years ago. So, you know, we're, we're two women <laughs> amongst a global contingent of women that, you know, and, and we know that that is, yeah, very common. So we've talked so much now about the symptoms um, and, you know, you've touched on some of the experiences that you had in your early 40s. Um, and, you know, for you, that was really, I guess, you know, giving you the indication that things were changing. Um, and now you know that that was possibly perimenopause that you were going through. So looking back, how did that look to you? Yes, well, unbeknownst to me, I was probably at the beginning of um, perimenopause in my early 40s. Um, my symptoms at that time were minimal, but I re recollect that I what I experienced was quite profound for me. And it's very different for every woman, as you know, we've been saying since we started the podcast, What it's very different for everyone. So I think um, my symptoms could be explained as rage and deep mood changes that seriously came out of nowhere. Uh, it was just, there was no explanation for it. And I actually hadn't exhibited them before. And the thing about them is that they were very impactful. So once I was in this fit of rage, I couldn't come back easily. And when I did come back from it, I was deeply sad and, and distraught by what had occurred. And they weren't just affecting me, they were affecting my whole family. So it was really sad. Um, and then around the age of 43, thereabouts, I developed anxiety and my confidence started to take a real deep dive. And that's really unusual for me too. And I, I couldn't work out what was happening because confidence has always come easily to me in my life and I've never experienced anxiety um, or not that I recall anyway, but, you know, I've had a, a wonderful, happy childhood and, um, you know, I've grown up in such wonderful circumstances. So I just couldn't work out what was happening. And, but, you know, I did what a lot of us tend to do. I ignored it and I battled it out in my brain and, I was leaving that left and that right side to argue over it constantly about how I was feeling. And it almost, it, it felt like there was this conversation in my head that was, you know, just going on about, you know, oh, you should be more confident and why are you feeling anxious about these smallest things? And I now know that that is really very normal and we really shouldn't be, you know, beat ourselves up about it. So, um, and you know what? didn't speak to anyone about it for quite a while although I did start sharing my feelings with my husband who was super duper supportive I'm sure he was wondering what bloody hell was happening to me um, but he was there every step of the way to calm me down and all those feelings when they occurred and I think that's really important that when women are going through this part of their life they really need to have a supportive network and really talk about it so you know to others on the outside um I, I don't know how I did it, but I pulled it off. They, they would never have known that I was experiencing these, you know, these, these terrible symptoms. So what did I do? Eventually I did discuss them with my doctor and um, we did discuss medication, but for me, medication wasn't the answer for me at that point in time. I decided to look at my lifestyle through stress reduction, diet changes, movement, health strategies, mental health strategies, and all those type of things. So Look, I carried on with that into 2015. Um, we went overseas with a, with um, for a holiday, and that was really great. And then in 
2016, I did a lot of healing actually through another holiday. I'm not saying you all have to go on holidays, obviously, but they're very helpful and very restorative. And that was nine weeks away, traveling around um, the Kimberleys in WA. Wonderful time in my life where I really did reset and really had a good thing. It was a lot of time to think, no electronics, um, you know, no Wi-Fi. So it was brilliant. So I came back and had a real re renewed focus on life and those moods and the rage had dissipated. My anxiety seemed to be uh, under much better control and my confidence improved greatly. So it is a work in progress. Um, and this is something that we need to just accept. Those symptoms of perimenopause and menopause, they're, they're the highs and lows around them. And I, I manage it by being aware of it and obviously through my lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, just as you were talking then, we talk so much about every single woman's experience through perimenopause is going to be unique to her, but there's, you know, very common flavors that come through your story and through the conversations we have with so many women that it's that, that second guessing, um, that losing ourselves, not knowing what's going on. There's just a whole gamut of confusion and um, loss of self that just, just then seems to exacerbate um, the symptoms possibly even more so but you know what you touched on was around you know how did you manage it well you know um, how far ahead of you before your game you know today in that you focused on those lifestyle factors and we again talk so much about that and, and Dr Fatima Khan she spoke about lifestyle factors as well at our recent world menopause day panel and you know it's it's great that you are able to bring what you've experienced now into a professional sense backed up by so much you know study evidence and research and mm -hmm. um you know it's yeah it's really powerful so what have you experienced since you know obviously there's um you know a few years between then and now so what's what else have you experienced over the time yeah look um definitely um the symptoms have got louder um, and louder and, and more of. So um, I suppose some of the other symptoms that I've experienced, not all at the same time, thank God, but, um, you know, brain fog, forgetfulness. Um, forgetfulness is just like something that's just, it's there all the time. The number of lists that I need to write down to remember things, um, hair loss um, and uh, aching bones, um, bladder problems, headaches, uh, changes to my cycle length. So in perimenopause, you tend to have a shorter time between periods or it can go the other way. Um, it's forever a bit of a secret each, each month. So um, definitely a redistribution, redistribution of weight in areas in my body that I haven't seen it before, no big deal, brain fog, I think I've said that already. Um, definite changes in body temperatures. See, I've said it already. There's a bit of forgetfulness coming through. And I can't say that I've really had, I think I've only had one hot flush. And Nat, you'll remember that I rang you actually when it happened and we were having a bit of a giggle. But um, definitely um, a raised body temperature through the night. So I've normally been quite a cold sleeper. So now I've sort of got the dinner on half, half and half sort of thing. So um and one of the things that really for me I've really noticed is I used to be a bit of a multitasker of doing things, but at the moment I found, you know, the last 18 months, especially just being able to just concentrate on one thing at a time, which they say is a good thing to do anyway. So I'm going to go with that. So 
Um, and look, they're all they're all common symptoms um, associated with perimenopause. There's something like 34, 36 symptoms, and God willing that I don't get all of those. But um, yeah, they're, they're just some of the things and very common things that you hear and you and I hear with women that we work with and speak to. Yeah, definitely. And again, as you're talking, I'm thinking, geez, I can't wait for all of these things to happen um, within the next 10 years, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be so experienced and ready for them. You'll just be able to take them on board. No problem, Nat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And again, that's that's really part of our message, isn't it? And, you know, you, you said um, about awareness in your answer to the previous question. It's about being aware. And sometimes for a lot of us, we want to ignore what's happening. And I've actually seen mm. women say that, you know, I'm try just trying to ignore what's happening. I don't want to know what's happening. But then, you know, we're not tuned into ourselves, and that contributes to that loss of self. That contributes to, you know, what the heck is going on here? And, you know, we're just trying to bury it. But at the same time, we're not necessarily trying to fix it either. So, you know, it's about that that bodily awareness to come into it and feel what we're experiencing and then really looking at, okay, so what is it that I need? And, you know, that really feeds into my next question. You know, I'm a growth mindset, um, you know, focus and, and love talking about that and, and looking at things with a learning lens. So what has been some of your greatest learnings from this time? Oh, look, um, there's a lot. And learning about the female body um has truly been a game changer for me and how you know even through menstrual health and you know the different phases that we go through um and just understanding more about how important lifestyle changes are and what a difference that can make so you know sadly we're not given this education early in our lives and um it's having had and having still having a huge impact on us as a as a woman as a mother a carer a single woman a you know in a relationship whatever it looks like an auntie whatever um and it's really that understanding the body that you know you were just saying we, we decide that we don't want to know about it and and I think part of that is because women are such um we we like to make sure that we've got everything in in control and we're organized and it's like oh this is a little bit out of my, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to look into it. So I'm just going to keep going on the path that I'm in. So, you know, understanding the ebbs and flows of your monthly cycle is very much a game changer. And as I inch closer to menopause, um, there is that research out there that looking after your body in your menstruating years can definitely um, make that path into menopause and perimenopause um, much easier. And that certainly has worked well for me. Um, and look, the, I think the thing is um, we are constantly changing um, and and we need to try and keep up with those changes. And as what it might, some women will think, oh my God, more changes. But, you know, we, we're changing in life every day and, um, you know, we've just got to accept that there's just one of those changes that we have to just roll with, you know, roll with the punches. So, um, so for me, my greatest learning, I suppose, is it's really important that you don't stop looking after yourself and make sure you adapt to those changes that your body throws at you and don't put yourself last because actually I'm always saying and I think I've probably said on this podcast before but happy mum happy sons happy mum happy family you know so everything rocks from there and you know we've just started um a lot where well, we've done a lot of work around self-care haven't we Nat so it's really paramount at this time of your life not to put that away and shove it in the back of the closet 
Yep, so spot on. And, you know, what you talk about with change, change is the only constant that we have in life. And, and whether we actually see that change is happening around us or not, it is, it is happening. And that's where we've got to, yeah, in, embrace that change. So what does successful management of perimenopause look like for you that our listeners could really, you know, take some ideas from? Well, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Is that the right saying? I think so. Anyway, so success for me is really about the whole health um, plan that um, pillars that we talk about. And, you know, you and I both actively, um, well, we're living and breathing those pillars. So that physical, the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, and that self, how it all contributes to be that best self. Um, that's what my... Um, management definitely looks like and I want to preface it by also saying that I do fall off the wagon from time to time a lot actually and but I don't beat myself up or maybe I do sometimes but I pick myself up and it's like Lise get a hold of yourself it's just one of those things so you know you've got to be real and keep it real as well and keep in a perspective don't let it drag you down and obviously that can have a lot to do with that mental and emotional health too so COVID you know has obviously been very uh, truly complexing time for me to stay on track but um you know no one's perfect and as women we just have to soldier on and not beat ourselves up so um these lifestyle changes through these pillars has really been my key to getting me through perimenopause and I'm certainly not at menopause yet but I don't reckon it's that far away so um and, you know, there are a lot of options available to us as women. And whether that be by natural or medical purpose, um, you know, purposes is truly a personal decision. But I will say that, and, you know, you touched on it already with Dr. Fatima Khan, um, you know, with, with the MHT, the menopause hormonal treatment that she does, she definitely um, marries that with those lifestyle um, elements as well. So the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. So, um, and that's been a game changer for me. So they're the kinds of things that successful management of perimenopause um, really makes a difference with. Yes, so true. And it really feeds into my next question, which again, I think is a very powerful strategy as well to help support us and something that we don't often share or talk about. And, you know, we see it, we hear it, you know, it's referred to as the silent taboo. We know that, you know, we're having conversations on the sly with a whisper because we don't want to talk about it. So, you know, why is it so important for us to share our story? Look, I think um, as I've got older, I've, I've been more happy to share. I've been quite a per, um, private sort of person, I suppose, but I, I'm really understanding the importance of sharing um, with women helps them talk about it more. And as you said, there is such a taboo associated with menstruation and menopause that women are suffering as they think they're the only person in the world that are experiencing or going through what they are with these symptoms. When in fact, there are so many other women in the world experiencing the same thing. And you get a group of women together in a room and you might talk about it. And then once it feels comfortable, bang, everyone, you can't get a word in because everyone wants to talk about it a bit more. So, you know, as women, we, we, need, to, um, we need to talk up and open the conversation to other women. So we know that this is a perfectly phase, um, normal phase of our life that we go through. Um, we need to celebrate a woman's body for all the clever things that it can do. 
um, you know, in menstruation, who else gets a few days off, you know, a month when they menstruate just to calm it down and slow it down and get a good book and, you know, a nice cup of hot chocolate and you get to reset for the month ahead. I just think that's so powerful. So that change in menopause, I know it can be very much up and down, but I think if we are not sharing our story, if I'm not sharing my story with others, um, I'm not allowing them to, to come forth and be a bit more open and actually instead of whispering about it or keeping silent about it, that they can actually feel comfortable in talking about it. So, um, yeah, that's my reason. Yeah, so true. And, you know, when we come into business as business owners, we definitely don't think about, you know, that people are really interested in our story or wanting to know about us. But, um, you know, that's something that both of us have had to get used to sharing because, um, you know, and particularly when we're talking about such an important life stage for a woman, you know, we have to be those people that, that share that story. And, you know, our mission is normalizing menopause, normalizing menstruation, normalizing women's health. And, um, you know, the more I guess we can share, the more that we hope that we inspire, encourage others to share. And, and of course, again, it's about going into as much detail as you want to, but being comfortable. And it's that psychological safety around us, you know, surrounding yourself with um, people who are, you know, like you and comfortable and, and going through similar experiences. And and don't we just learn off everybody, you know, oh, we do we learn off each other. Yeah, we do. And I think, um, you know, we do obviously coaching one-on-one, but one of the big things that, um, that really fuels us is the opening the conversation in the workplace. And, you know, let's be honest, we spend so much of our, um, our week, our day at, at work. It's sort of like a second home and, you know, there's a lot of change going on in the workplace at the moment. And now is a great time to be able to open that conversation because there's a lot being discussed. You know, a lot of those taboos topics that we've discussed previously, they're openly talked about. So a woman should be able, and men, because they've got they've got wives and daughters and mothers that are going through it. They should be able to go into the workplace and talk about it and understand how people are managing it and you know talk about it we talk about um you know someone being pregnant and they come into you know how are you going oh, i've had morning sickness or i've got this terrible reflux or you know it, it should be the same thing and i think by opening up that story in that court in the corporate workplace is you know definitely where we love doing a lot of our work as well yeah so true and you know it just feeds into that sense of belonging that we are hardwired to need and yes. you know that social connection helps support our health and our well-being and you know if we're going through perimenopause and we're feeling so isolated feeling like we can't talk to anybody in the workplace well that you know that's detrimental to that that you know self-belonging that that mm. social connection and it just has flow-on effects to our overall health and well-being so that's yeah it's it, that's part of our mission and our focus to um create those beautiful cultures where women feel comfortable to be so open as we are when we're pregnant you know absolutely and i think that the the whole reality here is that perimenopause can start in your early 40s and for some it can start in their late 30s so that's a that's a big part big chunk of the workforce and you know workplaces need to be able to accommodate women going through those symptoms so you know, women may not feel like wanting to go into work because there's not that support there, but how powerful would it be with where you've got a workplace that's supportive and that she can go in and she can still do her work, but maybe she can work in a quiet office for the day and, and do that kind of thing or, you know, 
there's so much a workplace can do around it, but just having that support and knowing that you're supported is just absolute key here. Oh, 100%. And we've seen that over the last two years that, you know, people have needed so much extra support in other areas as we navigated so much change and uncertainty. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, Lise, a big thank you for, you know, being so real and honest with your experience of perimenopause. I know that I learned so much from you and I'm sure our listeners will also, you know, really resonate with what you're sharing and what you've experienced and, you know, start to overlap that to their own experience. And, um, you know, our, our only wish is that we can really start this conversation and, and normalise it and, you know, then continue to support women through it. Yeah, so powerful. Thanks, Nat. But yeah, I love the work that we're doing. And I just hope this reaches other women to make them feel really comfortable just to get out there and talk about how they're feeling. Really important. Yeah, most definitely. Well, thanks so much, Lise. We look forward to our upcoming guest podcast episodes. And uh, we'll see you next time. Okay, see you then, Nat. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self, no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.